Welcome everybody back to Friar Talk. Hope you guys are all doing well. Uh, we're we're gonna be talking kind of a probably not the the best episode this week today, just because it's gonna be rough. It's gonna be negative. I'm gonna give you guys a heads up right now. Uh, we talked we called this series a must win. We said yeah you can you know you can go two and two or whatever and it could be all right or whatever. I think it's the way that the Padres are losing is has I mean. It's not like we haven't been saying this over the past couple of weeks, but I feel like, especially for you and I, Isaac, I mean, Chase as well, we've just started to feel like don't have a lot in faith in them turning it around. And I feel like this weekend was that to a nutshell. You know, you blow both the 3-0 leads. It's, for some reason, I don't know if you've noticed this, it's always a 3-0 lead. It's never 4-0. It's never 2-0. It's always 3-0, and then they blow the 3-0 lead. So we'll be talking about kind of all the, the bullpen struggles, stuff like that today. Um, maybe we'll get into a little bit like brief, brief conversations about the trade deadline, stuff like that, where they're at overall questions from you guys as well. Um, so we'll get into all the stuff that you guys want to talk about, but I, I know that the, the general feeling among, among the Friar faithful right now is that people are upset and rightfully so. Um, and then at the end of the episode, we'll also be doing the final $50 bubs, uh, gift card giveaway. So we'll go over that in a little bit, but if you want to enter right now, just just plug in your your username and I'll start adding them to the list and at the end we'll we'll do a random generator to 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 predict or take to, to get the winner for that. But Isaac, after a rough weekend, you know, mo- I guess technically three blown leads, I would call it two because the one on Saturday, the second doubleheader with Ryan Weathers was like not really that big of a lead, but two true blown leads and then you get into the extras games, they don't capitalize and it's just kind of the same problems. It feels like every series are are you starting to feel that the playoff chances are are almost diminished at this point? How are you feeling? Well, to us, they're diminished. Let's be real. To us, the playoff chances are gone. Um, the Padres from here on out would need to win 44 games in order to get to that 88-win threshold. And last year, it was the Phillies as a sixth seed who got in with 87. Typically, the sixth seed is around 85, 86 wins. Uh, this year, it feels like it might have to be at 87, 88, which is what Fangraphs is predicting. Um, and we'd need to have 44 wins from here on out. 44 of the next 68, 67 games, I want to say, maybe 69. But um, that doesn't feel very likely. I think it is 68. So the Padres need to go 44 and 24 to get to the playoffs. That's 20 games over 500. That is at about a Rays or Orioles type um, breakthrough right now, an Orioles type. Um, record where you're over 600 these next 68 games and you know uh, on paper it feels like they could do it the starting rotation it says you know this is one of the best if not the best starting rotation in baseball on paper you're looking at hey you know this is one of the best lineups on paper but you're still only looking at 44 wins in 94 games or i think it's 94 games yeah it's 94 games they have to win 44 in the next 68. They've won 44 in their first 94. How how do we how are we going to expect them to win 44 in their next 68? I don't expect them to do it. So I get it. Mathematically, they're not eliminated. But typically, after the All Star break, teams over two games back don't make the playoffs. Last year, last year I believe all the teams that were in the playoff position before the All Star break or right at the all-star break ended up making it except for one or two including us we were in that playoff spot uh during the all-star break we ended up making it and it happened for almost the whole entire league except for one or two of those spots and 
I just don't, especially with this bullpen right now, I just don't see how the Padres will go on a win streak where they're going 44 and 24. And if I'm being quite honest, if the Padres aren't going 10 and 2 or 9 and 3 over their next 12 games, it's time to sell. But you're looking at a general at a president of baseball operations who it doesn't feel like he's going to swallow his pride. It doesn't feel like he's going to go out there and say, I assembled a team that has a great core. I mean, the core for the most part, I get it. They didn't perform, Manny and X specifically. Jake also. Those three haven't performed. Fernando's performed. Soto. We'll get to Soto in a sec. The start, uh, Joe, you, Blake, they've performed. However, it's the guys surrounding the core that have significantly hindered this team. Uh, Matt Carpenter, Nelson Cruz at one point, Austin Nola, Brandon Dixon, Rugnet Odor, uh, the bullpen. I'm not even going to call out the whole bullpen because it's it's almost all of them except for Joe Josh Hader. And um, I guess you could say Tom Cosgrove, but he didn't exactly look the best yesterday. Um, so it's a team with guys in your core that are performing to a certain extent and guys around them that are not. And that's what's giving us this poor record, um, not being able to sustain leads, not being able to um, clutch up in crunch time. And that's where that's where we are right now. Um, I still think there'll be a good team in 24, but I think the writing is on the wall for 2023. And, and you know, I said we have a, a president of baseball operations slash I guess you could say general manager who it doesn't feel like he's going to swallow his pride. It doesn't feel like he's going to sell Josh Hader. It doesn't feel like he's going to sell Blake Snell. It, it honestly feels like he's going to ride this thing out to the end. And let's be honest. It, it, we all want him gone. Sorry, I know I'm talking for a long time, man. Um, we all want him gone. It seems like we're to the point where we're saying, look, you've been through multiple general managers. You got someone that's supposed to be one of the top five managers in baseball. And Bob Melvin, we're still not winning. What is the issue? Well, you look at the issue. He built a soup of what was supposed to be a damn good team in 2015. It didn't work. We've made the playoffs, you could say twice. I won't consider 2020 a playoff appearance, but sure. I don't think we would have made the playoffs if it was a full season. But one real playoff appearance. <laughs> so outside of this year, of 2022, we haven't done anything with AJ Preller at the helm. And um, it's time to stop looking at the manager because Bob Melvin, I believe, is a great manager. I think he makes dumb decisions sometimes as well. Um, but it's time to look at the real problem and say, hey, this guy hasn't built good teams. He's given contracts to guys that don't deserve them. And it feels like he's got way too big of an ego to, to sell. And if he is gone, if he thinks he's on the hot seat, I don't blame him for not selling because if I'm AJ Preller and I know, hey, I might be gone after this, I'm saying I have nothing to lose. If I sell, I'm just helping them. If I don't, I got to help myself. And I wouldn't blame him if he doesn't sell, but uh, I hope he does. Yeah, I think I think it's interesting. So I want to talk about two things. I'm going to talk about the trades uh, in a second here. First off, I want to talk about Bob Melvin. You brought Bob Melvin up. I'll be honest. I think some of Bob Melvin's moves lately, and, and it, Isaac, it's not like we haven't talked about this. Like uh, obviously, everyone listening, you guys don't 
go through our group chat text messages, but we get frustrated with Bob Melvin's decisions sometimes. So like, that is something that is very clear. Like, we'll be like, why did he do that? Why are we, you know, like for instance, Tim Hill threw what a slider down the middle <laughs> and I know this isn't Bob Melvin, but it's just like some of like, just the overall moves are like, dude, why are you not throwing something like com- completely outside, completely out of the way um, on the Kyle Schober walk-off for instance. Right. And there's a lot of stuff like that. I also think Bob Melvin's overall management of the pitching staff is really shitty. I think it's really shitty. And and that's why at this point, like, I'm, I'm not trying to, like, I don't want to blame Bob Melvin. That's the thing. I don't want to blame Bob Melvin, but I also don't want to act like I think he's doing a great job. Because I don't. I, I really don't. I, I think he does good at some things, um, but I think he has way too much faith or he pulls a guy at a weird-ass time. Um, now you could also make the argument, well, like, isn't some of that coming from up, like up top? Isn't that like, isn't what the good organizations do is they go, Hey, every time you leave Darvish in when he's, you know, 95 pitches and going into the sixth or seventh inning, he will have one to two, you know, runs allowed. And then he'll give up three, give up two in that last inning. That happens all the time where Darvish will go through five, five, six innings, one to zero runs. And kind of go that route. And then I will say this. So, oh, shoot. I was going to say from Charlie, I mean, I get your point. But think about Melvin. I don't think Melvin, it's the lack of motivating players. Like, I don't feel like anyone's ever brought that up with Melvin. Like, maybe the Padres, It's maybe it's because they've been struggling now. I think the, the reason to be upset with Melvin is, yeah, exactly what, what Isaac just typed here. Every player like loves Melvin's. It's not that issue. I think the issue is just like how he utilizes the pitching staff. I don't think he's a bad manager, but I also don't think he's done a good job this year. So I, I want to put that out there, right? But the idea to like blame him before Preller to me is is absolutely absurd. What it's fifth time a charm now? Fifth fifth manager you're gonna hire is gonna be the right guy when this guy's clearly the best that's been here under AJ Preller, right? Like hasn't really been a you know the Tingler like the Tingler one was. At that point, it felt like it was Tingler. Like he was the fault, like the problem. But that's not the case. So I want to talk about that. Um, going back into the selling stuff, dude, it's hard because like I, I, I'm just looking at Blake Snell and, and what's the argument against Blake Snell every year? He doesn't go deep enough in the game. He doesn't eat up enough innings. You guys want to know who has the most innings pitch on the Padres right now? Fucking Blake Snell. Guess what, Blake Snell? Um, by 12 innings, you Darvish is the second. And obviously, these guys have missed time and stuff. But exactly, they've missed time and stuff. Like. Blake Snell has been he's pitched the most for them. So like he is sitting right now at a 2.71 ERA. He has 139 strikeouts and 103 innings pitched. He's allowing a 198 average. His whip is 122. His whip's always high cuz he walks a bunch of guys. But like Blake Snell is playing like a monster. So it's a hard argument. And we're going to have to we, we maybe we're going to have to do something Isaac where we just sit down one day and we record a segment on each one of the guys. What do you what do you want to trade for him? Do you trade for him? Like, what is it going to cost for Soto, Hader, and Snell? I think those are the big ones. And maybe we bring up other names, another one, because there's a lot to discuss with trading him. Because ideally, you want him to be extended. You want him to be on this team for the future. But if you're not going to be able to do that, then you're going to get a king's ransom for him. So that's why it's tough. Because anyone that's looking for a starting pitcher, Blake Snell is probably going to be on the top of the list. Because everyone knows, oh, yeah, when he turns on, he's on. And right now, he is fucking on. So I think it's interesting, and I, I think it's I think it's rough. Like, he's been he's been a monster, dude. And it's like, I don't want to trade him. I, I think trading Hader is almost becoming obvious at this point, right? Like, 
and yeah. someone's probably going to give up a lot. But yeah. I think Snell's hard, and I think Soto. I, I don't know. I feel like a lot of stuff's been coming out. Soto like not wanting to be here and stuff, and it doesn't seem like there's anything to base that off of besides the fact that they're underperforming. Yeah, like, that wasn't the talk after last season in the playoffs. You know what I mean? Like I, I think that's uh-huh. just you lose, you're going to be frustrated. That's what it is. So yeah. So I'll say. I don't think it feels like he doesn't want to be here or the sentiment is that it, it just feels like the Padres might be realizing his worth and he's showing his worth. Um, I'll go back to all the points you were talking about. You brought up Bob Melvin, you brought up Blake Snell and, and, and uh, Juan Soto. So I'll go to Bob Melvin. There's definitely been decisions he's made that have frustrated me. Uh, when Blake Snell came out of the game the other day, I thought it was him comes out. It was Snell. Snell felt cooked. He, I mean, that's what, Bowmill said maybe he wasn't cooked. It was just freaking hot as hell that day. Matt and I come from really a really hot climate, so we know what it's like to have to be out there for a long time and to have to pitch and be out there for a long time the way he was. Yeah, I'd won out after five also. Um, but Blake Snell's been fantastic. Um, I'll go back to Bob Melvin. Every single player that has played for him has just had glowing words for him. And People are getting mad at his bullpen decisions. What is – I'm just I'm just thinking, what is he supposed to do? The only guys coming out of the bullpen that have been reliable are Josh Hader and Tom Cosgrove. He throws Tom Cosgrove in yesterday, and he lets up some runs. He gets the blame. He throws in Josh Hader yesterday, and – what was it? Just last year, we were all saying Josh Hader should have been in to throw against Bryce Harper. Josh Hader was in to throw against Bryce Harper, and it didn't go our way. And that's Bob Melvin's fault. I, I I get it. You know, we're always looking for a scapegoat, but I'm just thinking this guy doesn't really have much to work with out, out of the pen. Nick Martinez has been garbage. Robert Suarez is hurt. Tim Hill's been bad. Um. I'm trying to remember some of the other. Luis Garcia has been atrocious. Brent Honeywell has been atrocious. Like, guys, they suck. The bullpen sucks. You know who built that bullpen, right? You all know who built that bullpen. Every single person in here knows. Look, Matt and I were just talking about this yesterday. The difference between this year's bullpen and last year's bullpen was Robert Suarez and Nick Martinez were cheap. They were cheap. They were, what was Martinez, maybe eight max? I, I really, I want to say he was eight max. Suarez was like five or under five. These were guys that were super cheap. So was Luis Garcia. Like the guys that were valuable were pretty cheap. Realistically, what should have been done, Martinez should have been let walk. Suarez should have been let walk. Like that realistically should have been the idea because Why? Because you can always find good bullpen arms for cheap. You can always be on the lookout for bullpen arms that are cheap and will help you out the way that we did with Suarez and Martinez last year. So look, blame Melvin, whatever, blame Melvin. But you got to stop looking at the general manager and saying it's his fault when the guy giving him the pieces is giving him scraps. He's giving him nothing. So like... I mean, I don't, I don't really know what to say, guys. I mean, most expensive bullpen, like we stated yesterday on Twitter, and we're getting nothing out of them. Why? Not because of Bob Melvin, but because they're just not good. Nick Martinez is not good. Robert Suarez is hurt. Pomeranz is hurt. Like, guys, we can't really do much. I, I, I trust me. I get you guys' arguments, but 
I, I can't completely say this is all Bob Melvin because there are, trust me, there's some decisions where I've said, hey, Bo Mel, like, what the hell? Why isn't Manny playing in the first doubleheader and why is Batten in the lineup? Uh, there's stuff where I say it's stuff like that. But as far as that goes, I mean, bullpen decisions, which is the main reason everybody wants Bo Mel gone. No, man, I can't blame Bo Mel. Um, let's go ahead and go to, Bl I'm going to Blake Snell now. Sorry, I know that was long. Um, Bo Mel, or Blake Snell, yeah, I mean, He's probably right up there for top three, top five in Cy Young, in Cy Young voting right now, I would assume, so being one of the Cy Young finalists. Um, been one of the best pitchers. If He's been the best pitcher since the end of May. He's been the, the best pitcher in baseball. Um, we should realistically be winning all of his starts. Obviously, that's not the case because of the bullpen. Um, but we should be winning all of his starts, and we haven't been. Um, he's been amazing, man. I think he can net you a lot. The Padres have the chance to really be winners at the deadline. And I know it doesn't seem that way considering we will have to sell, but I think they can get some pieces that can help them next year. If they're able to trade off Blake Snell and Josh Hader, um, Blake Snell in particular though, because he, if he, if he touches the market, he's going to be the best pitcher on the market. I firmly believe that even if he's a rental or, well, I guess you could say Shohei if he hits the market, but it doesn't seem likely. Um, but yeah, uh, I would say Blake Snell would be the best pitcher on the market immediately. And I mean, I don't want to sell him. He's super fun. I want to see him back in a Padres uniform, ideally, but it doesn't seem that way. Back to Soto. Matt, you had stated that ideally you want to extend him and you want to keep him here. I have a little bit of a different sentiment. I will say I want to keep him. I want to keep him for 2024 and the end of this season. I mean, I know we're losing, so that might be why he seems unhappy. I think just being in San Diego, he's happy, but it's not like he can look at himself and say, you know, I've been doing everything I can to win because his defense hasn't been helping us. His defense cost us two or three runs the other day, and we ended up losing that game. So going back to my sentiment of how I feel, I want him back next year. I want him in our lineup with these with these other guys, but I don't want him back any further than that. I don't want him back post 2024. Um, and that is because, and, and you got to hear me out because I know it sounds weird. I can't think of a player, of a position player, that had one or two tools and got paid what he wants to get paid. What is it, 450 that he wants or 500? He wants so much money, and I can't think of a player that got that has the tools he has, which is just hitting for contact and power, that got paid that much. He doesn't steal bags. He doesn't play great defense. He doesn't have some crazy arm. He just walks a lot and hits, and that is the tool of a first baseman. And it's going to sound weird, but I feel like he's not going to be an outfielder for very long. He's only 23, and he already looks that bad in the outfield, or 24. And um, it feels like he's eventually going to be a DH or a first baseman. I mean, Giancarlo Stanton, I would argue, is one of the worst contracts in baseball. He only paid 350. You're going to pay 500 or 450 for another DH? I wouldn't do it. That's that's too much. And you see, the thing what I'm thinking is, you don't want more big contracts. 
the one thing that you will do a big contract for is Shohei Otani. That gives you an ace and a DH. And you go all in next year. It doesn't sound like the best idea, but realistically, if you're looking at the Padres and you're looking at the team and you're saying, I don't want to waste, waste any more prime years of Manny Machado and Xander Bogarts or Fernando Tatis Jr. You're saying, let's go all in next year. We have HSK. We got, hopefully Jake bounces back. Grish has actually been really, really good these past, this past month or more. Maybe Campusano's good. You're saying, let's go all in next year. But it's going to take a decent amount. It's not going to take a lot for me to change my sentiment on Juan Soto. It'll take very little. I really like Juan Soto. He's, I think he's fantastic at the plate. But a $500 million outfielder has a 950 OPS. That's not what he's at right now. So, um, yeah, I mean, I, I'm hoping that I'm hoping that you know they do go all in next year, but it's gonna take it's gonna take some some improvements defensively for me to say I want Juan Soto in a Padre uniform for more years. I mean, okay, I have a, I have a counterpoint to make. First off, I, I get your point because, like, do you remember last we were talking about this when the Padres traded for Juan Soto and we were like. Obviously, it was like, he's not worth it. He's not worth it. And everyone's like all mad at first. And we're like, okay, like his bat's going to come around. And we, we knew that. And it has, right? Like we, we've, we've realized like he's a, he's a good player. He's a, he's a gray header, right? But we talked about this. We're like, okay, do you think there's any way that we're going to look at him? We talked about this last season, like during the end of the regular season. And I don't think this was on air or anything, but you, Chase, and I talked about this. We said, do you think there's any way that, that you think he's going to be worth a, you know, like, or, or as good as Fernando Tatis. That was our point. That was the guy we were commenting to. Because obviously they're on the same team, all that, right? We're like, is there a way he actually gets up there? Because Tatis doesn't need to be, to hit as well. But if Tatis is a five-tool player, what's Soto? He's got two tools. He can hit and he can hit for power. He can't field. That's it. He can't run. Like, it's just at the plate. That's all it is. So I get the point. I, I really, really get the point. So, like, I understand that. Now I will say, who else, like, who, who else is worth paying? Who, who else are players that are worth giving stupid money to? Because my opinion, the Padres, I mean, and I didn't say this at the time. This, was, this is something that, like, moving forward, especially if AJ Preller is here, I'm not going to get too ahead of myself on these moves because, like, they signed Bogarts, and I was like, yeah, I'm excited that they signed Bogarts. I should have not. That's a bad take. That was a bad take from us. It was a horrible take from us. I agree. And and Bogarts can become a great player. It still makes zero sense. It still is a dumb move because look at what they did. They gave themselves a second baseman playing first base. Fuck that value. Sign a guy that's going to be 42 when his contract's up, making $25 million. That's what? What is he going to hit at the end of the contract? So you're going to yep. have an 800 OPS here in San Diego because pretty sure he was playing at Fenway Park. He went from Fenway to Petco. Like, it, it's going it, to – that's a bad contract. And I think he's going to get better and stuff, but I don't think it's ever going to be worth it. And you're moving guys into all these positions, and you're not utilizing your roster. It would have made a lot more sense, and, and we talked about this, 
just just get a real DH and a real first baseman and keep Kim at short and keep and extend Kim or have the ability to extend him this year. Keep Jake at second. And why the hell did they extend Jake? He had like three years of arbitration left. And now they have Jake until he's 36. Like everyone's there until they're like 40 something years old. And this is the time when you're supposed to be winning. And you were like, yeah, we're going to get a shortstop and we're not going to build an optimal lineup. Guys, the, the two of the easiest things you can find in the sport, the two easiest positions to find are first base and DH when you're looking at lineup improvements. The Padres currently don't have either of those positions at a 700 OPS. That alone, forget everything else that we've talked about, that alone in a win-now year is worth firing A.J. Preller. That's how much of a disaster that is. You cannot have your two spots in your lineup when you have all these fucking names sitting around to not have a 700 OPS in your lineup when you're starting pitching as best. That's the Padres problem with their offense. So that's my take of like why you, why you want Soto long-term because it's like, who else are you going to get? And I was talking about this with my roommate. We were talking about how like he's a Dodgers fan. I don't think, I don't know if I've ever said that. So, so don't blast me guys. But, but um, we were talking about uh, basically just like, like that the Bogart's deal didn't make any sense. And he was talking about how like, he, the one that he was always bummed about was Seager because he didn't he didn't really like Trey Turner he he didn't want them to keep Trey Turner but he was bummed about about Seager but he knew it was the right move to let him walk he just liked Seager he's like the problem is Seager always gets hurt like so that's why like we didn't it didn't really make much sense but he goes you look at the guys that the Padres or that the Dodgers signed Freddie Freeman and Mookie Betts bro those are the guys you extend you know who you extend if you're the Padres Manny Machado and Fernando Tatis and in my opinion Juan Soto you don't give Hosmer, all this money. You don't toss all this money around like double, you know, $10 million here, $10 million there, 25 for this guy on a 10 year deal. Like that does not work well. It, it ne- does not work well. So that's the problem where I'm looking at this team and it's like, dude, like I'm, I'm, I don't know if the future is good. Like, yeah, you got some young talent and stuff. You have so much money locked into like guys that like, I mean, maybe maybe that's the case. Is like, okay, well, now you can fix first base pretty easy. You can fix DH pretty easy, right? Because it's an easy thing to fix. But, like, you screwed it up because those guys aren't going to always be good. This is sports. Everyone in sports falls off. There's going to be a time where Manny Machado's in a Padre uniform and he's not going to be good anymore. And that's going to be rough. And if you have Manny, Xander, and Crone, like, all old, it's, dude, it's going to – oh, God. Like, that's why I want to keep Soto. So, like, it's the, it's the youthfulness of him. Um, and – I get your point though. I get your point. Cause it's like a lot of money. So like maybe if you change up how you do it, like you can sell me on the, the idea of trading him. I do think letting him walk is like really bad because like oh, that one hurts. And that's, but that's the same thing with Snell that I'm talking about. It's like, you never want to let guys walk. Like sometimes you have to, but it's just hard sometimes. Um, so that's yeah. kind of my thought on that. Um, with the bullpen, I just brought up a reason why you fire Preller, dude. The bullpen is the reason to fire Preller. You're telling me they signed this man, Drew Pomerantz, to like $35 million. Uh, not that long ago, they signed Craig Stammen to like $20 million something dollar deal. Like, the you don't you don't sign guys in the bullpen. That should be a rule, right? Like, that's like a rule of baseball. Don't spend money in the bullpen. Why? Because unless it's like the most elite guy there is, you just call up a guy from the minor leagues, like Cosgrove. Or That's you, like the guys you're going after. Or, or you, you just put all your arms. It's like or, yeah. Or you just find young or not young, but like guys that are okay that you think can improve. Don't the Dodgers do that like every single year? We didn't. It, didn't we do that last year? 
That's what I'm saying, dude, is we did that exact thing last year and it worked to a T. It worked to a T. We got to the NLCS because, dude, honestly, after the starting pitching, you could look at the bullpen and say, dude, that might be why we got so far in the playoffs because the bullpen was shut down. Robert Suarez was elite. Nick Martinez was elite. These were guys that were hungry to get us there. And uh, now you have a super expensive bullpen and they're not, they're not. They're not good. They're not good. Uh, yeah, I mean, I'm, I'll go back to Juan Soto real quick. Matt, you're absolutely right, man. I mean, ideally, in an ideal world, world you don't sign Xander Bogarts. You um, you save that money to, to re-sign Juan Soto, but it, it, it feels like Juan Soto wants... What does he want? It feels like he wants 40, 45 mil AAV. That's what Mike Trout makes. And Mike Trout has all five tools. He gets injured a lot. But at the time he got the contract, he was still the best player in baseball, even though he got injured a lot. Are, are we honestly going to sit here and say he is worth that? Because I'm not paying him more than I'm paying Manny. I'm, maybe I'll pay him 38. Manny makes 35. Not this year, but he makes on average 35. And the thing that I'm saying, I'll give him a few extras because he's young. But Manny can hit. He can hit for power. Arguably more power. Because, I I mean, Manny's already almost caught up to him in home runs. And Manny missed quite a bit of games. He, and he plays platinum glove. Not gold glove. Platinum glove defense. Platinum at... at a cornerstone position at one of at arguably the second most important, if not the most important position on defense. Soto does one or two of those things. Soto does one or two of what Manny does. Manny's also not a bad base runner. Like we've seen him steal bags. We've seen him be able to extend singles into doubles going from first to third. We've seen him be able to do that. I don't really think Soto does that very well. And at the time, Manny, what age was Manny when we first signed him? 27? 26? I want to say he was like 26. But I'm not entirely sure. It's not that far off from Soto. He got 10 for 300. So is Soto worth more than 10 for 380? 375? I think okay. One thing you got to bring up, though, to be fair, is it's going to exponentially continue to rise too. Yeah, yeah, of course. So that's why I think it's that's why I think like a lot of times when you look at like a player in a nutshell, it's hard because it's like, yeah, like you don't want like okay, yeah, Manny, like Manny's this sort of, I mean, Manny's struggling a little bit this year, but like, yeah, yeah, but also Manny's si- signing his most recent deal, what thirty one? Am I right? Thirty one. Thirty, yeah, basically thirty or thirty-one, something like that, right? Mm-hmm. Soto is going to be twenty-four when he signs a new deal. Yeah, so I think though adding six years of youth just alone like adds a lot of money. Like, and everyone wants to bring up like, oh, you you want to sign Otani? Like, there's a lot of risk in signing Otani. I'm not yeah. saying I don't want them to sign Otani. Like, of course, like you want them to sign good players. I mean, but that's just the thing is like like that. And the the biggest problem is that the Padres bank so hard on signing guys to produce because they cannot develop them. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So 
I don't know. Yeah, man. I JDS, mean, you I, keep saying, wait, real quick. JDS, you keep saying Soto's old, bro. Soto looks like he's 11. Look at his face, man. He looks like he's 11 years old out there. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. I mean, looking at Soto this year, he's at a 3.1 war. So he's on pace for about a five or close to a six. Last year, he put up a 3.8. 2021, he put up a seven. 2020, he was on pace for a about a seven. 2019, 5.7. I don't know, man. I mean, it feels like he still thinks he's the player he was in 2021. And he's not. Um, so, no, I don't want to trade him this year. We gave up a lot to get him, and I still think we have a chance at a World Series next year. And that alone, even if we don't extend it, extend him, to me would be worth that trade. But um yeah, I don't I don't want to trade him yet. I still think he's a very valuable bat. And honestly, he wants an extension, especially after he's having a good year. He's honestly not having a bad year. However, we know players in their contract years tend to pop off. Look at Blake Snell. Players in their contract years tend to really go crazy. This isn't just Juan Soto, you know, two, three years away from a contract year. This is Soto on his contract year. I don't want to trade him yet. I think it'd be insanely stupid to. Um, you know, and, and we... It's just hard, you know, because the, the window's closing. The window, it's going to close soon unless we start developing some guys. But um, the Philly series, it, it was really, really, really discouraging seeing what happened because you realistically could have been two, three games under 500. Instead, you're six games under 500, and now you're eight games back because the bullpen has been built to destroy your team um now you have series against the tigers the pirates i don't know if this is it's blue jays tigers pirates rangers 12 games before july i want to say 29th 30th and we can't be looking at august 1st because august 1st is the day of the deadline we don't want to be scrambling to sell guys the day of the, the dead, dead, deadline. We got to be seeing two, three days before. Two, three days before, we got 12 games. So anything other than getting to 500 is reason to sell anyone except for Juan Soto. Yeah, I mean, I think it's... I think it's hard too, because like I mean, if you look at like the just like the numbers, basically, I mean, like you can look at like playoff numbers, and I mean, you can't look at them like, oh yeah, this is exactly what it is. But the Padres are at like a twenty six percent, which it's not that bad. Like it's really not that bad if you if you've been watching the team all year, you'd be like, yeah, they're probably way more cooked than that. Um, but I think it's tough because it's like, okay, I think ideally what you could do if like. This is it, it's gonna keep coming down to the same thing, man. They do not have enough depth. That's their problem. They don't have people prospects ready to go. It, they're just not set up. But ideally, if you were struggling like this and you could call up a couple arms or something, you could trade Hater and Snell. Just trade those guys, 
have someone else come up for Snell to start. Have you know change up your bullpen, do some stuff, maybe trade even trade for a couple guys, but sell your big pieces like that because you're expecting them to leave, right? And you're still alive in a way. You're not like you're not like waving the white flag. They cannot do that. That's why I don't think they're going to trade Snell because they cannot do that. Who are they going to call up? All right, let's sell the fan base that we're going to have Ryan Weathers come out there and he's going to be our fifth starter. You kidding me? You're going to really do that? Like, who else are you going to call up? There's no one. That's the issue. Um, I mean, okay, now there's a few guys like what is it? Jackson Wolf is down there and stuff. like, but like, you you can't sell me on all these guys, right? Like, you want to have prospects that are like legit prospects up there, like ready to go if that's the case. And they don't have that. Um, they also should have called up Wolf instead of Weathers on Saturday, right? Like, have we not seen it? I mean, I didn't think Weathers was that bad, but like, we've seen enough of Weathers, bro. We don't need to. We don't need to see. Um, so, and that was one of the biggest things of last year's team is that guys went down and Mackenzie Gore came up. They had guys bouncing around. They had a bunch of starters. They were able to use a six man rotation. Um, this year their bullpen's so bad that they've kept Nick Martinez in there. Then he's fallen off, but like, ideally he was going to be in that like role last year. And it, it just, it just doesn't work what they've done. And they're in a, they're not going to, they're not going to trade Snell, dude. I, I, they're not going to because they have to make money. That's the thing, bro. They need these sellouts. And I guess there's a lot of season tickets and stuff like that. So maybe, maybe not, but like, it's just, it's just hard for me to see that actually going down. And I'm, I'm even torn on the idea of doing it. I think you have to trade Hater though. And I think you could trade Hater, and it wouldn't really matter like for that aspect. He's a closer, whatever. But you're also not going to get that much. We're like, what you're going to get for Snell is probably going to be stupid. Especially like I saw people bringing up the Orioles. Yeah, dude, the Orioles are going to be all over that. They're going to be like, please, man, please. Can we please get Snell? We don't mind trading these guys. They probably don't even have a spot coming up. We got so many prospects. Like a bunch of them aren't even going to be able to make it. So I think it's interesting about that. Um, I also saw that apparently in the comments, I think it was Devin put it, Kevin Acey said that uh, that basically uh, Melvin's on his, his last ropes or something like that. I don't I don't care what Kevin Acey says, bro. I mean, I was, I, we were talking about this the other day. Bro, I think over the last two years, I've t- I said this to you, Isaac, which is hilarious. The Channel Fryer talk has been a better source than Kevin Acey, and we are 100%. no source. <laughs> 100%. Like, we've 100%. actually been on, guys. Like, and not us specifically, like, but we get told things and which going back to Preller, why the fuck are we getting told stuff, man? That's, that's, that's disgraceful, dude. We're just yes. talking about this team out of our rooms, dude. I know. <laughs> we shouldn't know anything. <laughs> I know. I, I know. Yeah. I mean, like I said, multiple times, it feels like the writing is on the wall for us. And and like you said, yes, AJ definitely sabotages Kevin. So I don't know why anyone would take, we should all take Kevin Acey's words with a grain of salt. He's not good. He, maybe he is good at his job. We don't know. But they all hate him so much that they want to make him not good at his job. So we should not We should not take anything he says. Um, but, I mean, to wrap up everything that's been said, um, Juan Soto's definitely going to be the talk of whether it be, well, I mean, I guess you can include Blake Snell and Josh Hader in there as well. They're going to be the talk of Twitter especially in baseball um, for the next two, three weeks, unless the Padres turn it around. Only team that has been able to turn it around under 500 in August was the 2021 Braves. And I'm sorry, but this does not feel 2021 Braves. Like 
Uh, I would say we have a better team than the 2021 Braves. I just don't feel like we have the guys to. I don't feel like we have the right guys in place. I don't. I, I feel like a lot of this is Juan Soto playing for his contract rather than playing for a uniform. It, it feels very, and and I get it. You know, it's a business. At the end of the day, you're trying to get your contract. I don't blame him. It just feels a little self-centered. Um. Which again, I get, you know, I, I, if I was in this position and, and I'm young and I want to secure financial freedom for myself and my family and, and my future generations, then, you know, I, I, I completely understand what he's trying to do, but it feels like a lot of guys playing for their individual numbers rather than together. I would say, um, yeah, I mean, it, it, and keep in mind, this past series, it, it wasn't just the bullpen. A lot of it has been that they did leave a lot of runners in scoring position again. Um, so they had chances to completely put away the game. But um, it all started on, on Friday when when Josh Hader had to come in in a game where you were up 8-1 to one because Luis Garcia is a, a trash bag. Um, so I, I don't really know what else to say that hasn't been said already. I don't think Bob Melvin should get fired. If you do think he should get fired, I mean, hey, you know, that's your opinion. We're all entitled to ours. But looking for a scapegoat that's Bob Melvin is, to me, not right. I don't even think it's a scapegoat anymore. I think it's it's fact. The man upstairs putting this product on the field. And, and don't get me wrong, for business, for putting money inside their pockets, this dude is bringing in bank for Peter Seidler. That won't continue. They're six games under 500. They're probably not going to make the playoffs. It's not going to continue. Matt has season tickets. Matt's probably not going to be able to sell those season tickets for much more than, I mean, he's been selling them for a decent amount. Guys, I have season tickets. I'm still in New York. And my whole plan was to come for the second half to watch them go, go to the playoffs, man. I was, yeah. I was betrayed by this team. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Matt, Matt. I'm going to watch a bunch of meaningless baseball games in August. I, I finally didn't want to do that for the first time in my life, man. Yeah. Last Matt time I was out there was when they had the other collapse, dude. Like, yeah. fuck. Yeah, Matt, oh. Matt had been telling me, you know, he's been making de- pretty decent money off. He's been making good profit off of these tickets, and, and it's starting to get hard. So we're already starting to see a noticeable decline. And like Matt said, if they trade Snell, et cetera, et cetera, they're going to have an even bigger decline because they're going to be waving the white flag. But the whole point was to have home playoff games because that's where all the revenue was supposed to come from. They saw, they probably saw how much money they made last year in the playoffs and said, we got to get there again. Let's do whatever it takes to get there again. And it failed. And that's because you signed guys that suck. Xander Bogarts doesn't suck. I think he's going to be fine next year, but he hasn't been as advertised. I'm sorry, but I'll say Nick Martinez sucks. Um, Luis Garcia sucks. Our favorite guy, Drew Pomerantz. Drew I know Pomeranz. I shouldn't say his name, but I did. He not only sucks, but is chronically injured for the rest of his life. 
Um, so no, man, I don't think Bo Mel's the issue. Uh, I don't think we should trade Juan Soto. I think he's valuable for next year. I think we go all in next year and say, you know, we want to get seat, we want to get butts back in these seats. We want to get back to October. Uh, we want to have that fun again. And I think next year is the year you do it. Um, you go all in next year knowing you got Kim on a contract year, Soto on a contract year, uh, Grisham still in arbitration, uh, Tatis back for a whole season, Machado probably back to where he normally is, um, Darvish, Musgrove, go get a pitcher or two. I mean, you can go all in next year and you'll be fine. Um, and Josh Hader, I would sell. Blake Snell, I understand not selling, but I mean, all in all, it's a it's a disappointing Padres season. So keep keep. I don't know if we've told you guys. Chase said he would drink Everclear if uh, if they made the playoffs. I have a screenshot of it to remind him if they do. So forty four and twenty four probably gets Chase drinking a bottle of Everclear. So um, I'm definitely gonna gonna hope for that. I think that is the only thing that's keeping me hoping for that. Um, I'm not going to hope my team loses. I refuse to do that. Uh, so I've come, especially this past month, ever since that before the red series, I've been telling myself if they win, it's, uh, you know, it helps my day. If they lose, it won't impact my day. And I will stick to that. I just want, I just want to see this Everclare, you know, I, I just want to see if it, if it happens and, and, uh, I'm going to keep hoping that they get to that 88. Starts yeah. here now. Um, I have a couple of things to say before we bounce off. First off, if you guys have not entered your name, we're going to do the giveaway at the end, so make sure to enter your name. I have, I have a bunch of them. Everyone that's already put their username down, I have you entered, but $50 Bubs gift card. I'll shout them out in a few minutes here. Um, but, yeah, I mean, all the stuff you're talking about, I, I would love to see Chase Shringo. Did he say a full bottle of Everclear on stream? That's how confident they I mean, weren't going to make it. I mean, let me see. I think that's what he said, dude. That's So, Chase, you guys can win as Chase dying on screen. <laughs> If he, he said, made, if we make yeah, playoffs, man. I'll chug a bottle of Everclear on stream. <laughs> All right, man. I mean, it's going to be a long stream. He's, he's going to have to do one of those. I don't know if you guys were – how many people – it was when we first started, but Chase did a full game stream one time. Just him. We were not on this. Yeah. And then the game went into extra innings, and Chase lost his voice. <laughs> <laughs> uh, this is like two, three years ago when we had like just started. Um, so I think Chase is going to have to do one of those. It's going to be like first playoff game, like like if that's the case, right? That's what he's going to do. It. He's, yeah. he's going to he's gonna have to baby it all stream. But anyone that's staying – if that happens, anyone that's out there at the end of the stream is going to witness something amazing. <laughs> yeah, I mean, and I feel bad. Like I don't know why he said that. You know, I'm being completely <laughs> honest. I don't know why he said that. That stuff, it actually can probably send you to the to the hospital. That's the worst case scenario. Um but yeah, all in all, you're hope you're hoping that they make the playoffs. Um, not only for for October baseball, but to see how Chase reacts to this. Um, <laughs> I mean, I don't know. I think Chase, Chase can pound some drinks, so he does have that going for him, right? Yeah. Oh, but yeah, I don't yeah, know about yeah. that, bro. I mean, I feel like a bottle of wine. If I have a full bottle of wine, I'm like, I'm I'm jacked up a full bottle of. That. He he should have said like a four loco or something because <laughs> I don't know, man. A bottle of Everclear is like ten locos. 
Yeah, we're gonna hold him to it too. The, the stream could be like a ten-hour stream of just Chase like laying on the ground yeah. or something. But he's yeah, I don't know. I'm, I have it screenshotted. He said it, so <laughs> I mean, we're hoping for the most magical run in Padres history. <laughs> now everyone rooting for them has extra. Uh, yeah, if I talk about to make national news, <laughs> I mean, hey, <laughs> whatever. I mean, he, he, we're not, we didn't tell him to say it. Yeah, he went out of his way. He said, "I think, I think we were talking." No, I think it was like during, dude. I think it was after the Mets series. When we were like, "Yeah, let's get excited again, man." We we did some good things, and he's like, "We're not making the playoffs." Yeah, this is how confident I am, and he beat. Yeah, that's yeah. pretty crazy. So yeah, if you yeah. if you're frustrated with the Padres team, at least everyone has something else to root for now, right? Yeah, I mean, like I said, I don't care if they make the playoffs at this point, but I mean, this is my little <laughs> incentive to keep hope. <laughs> All right, guys. Um, I think we're I think we're about ready. Uh, shout out, Bubs. If you guys wanted to hear your thing in there, your username in there, real quick, I'll, I'll add anyone else right now. But um, this is the last giveaway we're gonna be doing with Bubs. So, fifty bucks gift cards. They gave out a bunch of people. If you guys haven't gone there, um, I'm definitely gonna go there like throughout the summer. It's it's right next to the fire station right there. So I'm pumped about it. Um, I, it was really cool that they hit us back and like we we talked to them a little bit to, about doing this. So. Really appreciative of them. If you guys are going to games, even though it's been rough lately, hit up Bubs before. It's a cool spot. It's always popping too. I mean, Isaac, I don't know if you've been there, but it's it's like always like yeah, everyone's there's out there. Always a lot of people for sure. It's really cool. Mm-hmm. Um, so really happy that they were able to set this all up with us. But um, yeah, man, I think uh, I think it's about time to get this thing going. So let me let me start sharing my screen. Um, I'm uh, I I feel like I don't know. My overall thoughts are like I'm gonna because you you kind of give a, a very long spiel right there, Isaac. It was a good one, but you gave a very long spiel about, you know, this, just where they're at in general and stuff. And I feel like I feel the same way you brought up that you're at the point now where it's like, you, you, you don't let it affect your day. And that's where I'm at too. It's like, what are we going to do, bro? Like we can't, you can't be mad about it anymore. Like at first when they were starting to fall apart, it was like, this is rough, man. This is rough. Um, But now it's like, all right, we're just hoping for the best. Yeah. (laughs) Um, I mean, whether you root for them or hope they lose, <laughs> it doesn't change the outcome. I, for people who say, like, I hope they lose, you're still mad if they lose. Like, I, I know exactly what that feels like. So, I mean, I don't know. Yeah. All right, everybody. Let's uh, let's get this this last winner, and then we're going to bounce out of here. So, got everyone's name in here. Um, JDS will be no collusion towards you. I know you've been, uh, you've been bringing that one up in the comments. Um, no collusion towards anyone. You got everyone's name up here. So three, two, one. Matt Lee, congratulations, man. Um, you've been in probably every one of these giveaway streams. So awesome, dude. Uh, just comment us. I'll, I'll tell you how you get the gift card and everything like that afterwards. Um, just comment on the stream or on a different video or something. I'll hit you back with that. But congratulations, man. Um, enjoy yourself. You, you, um, you, you rigged it so a dude named Matt could win, didn't you? <laughs> yeah, sorry, guys. I, I might have. That's actually my – that's actually low-key my burner. No. <laughs> I, I've just been – the whole time I'm in here, I'm just on another account with my, with my name <laughs> Matt right there. Um, yeah, so congratulations, man. Um, it's been fun talking about this stuff. Uh, some people asked us to do some trade mock-ups. Uh, yeah, man, if you want to give it to JDS, dude, you can give it to JDS, whatever, whatever you want to do. Um, go for it, bro. But yeah, so, uh, final was it? Oh, some people they were asking us about like you know, some future episodes and stuff like that. Um, and basically, 
they ask, hey, can you guys mock up trades for what we would get in return for Hayter, Snell, Soto, some guys like that. So I think that's probably the plan for the next couple weeks here. Um, I don't want to do it too prematurely because, Isaac, like you said, like you win, you sweep the Blue Jays, right? Like Because technically the Padres do have a pitching advantage every single game in the Blue Jays game, right? In the, or in the series. And you have easy series after that. So, like, yeah, of course there is a chance. So I don't want to do it too early, but – I don't know, Isaac, I feel like it's okay to do it now, right? Like it's I think it's yeah. okay. I think we're at the point where everyone's starting to accept the fact that they could be sellers. And I already told you guys, I don't think that they're gonna really be full on sellers. I, I don't think they're gonna do it. I think they should, but I think it's gonna be interesting to bring up these trades to see what they could get. Um, and honestly, especially if they don't trade them and then we see what happens to those guys, and then we're like, damn, look at that, dude. Fire talk for GM when when Preller inevitably gets fired. So there we go. Nice. We'll start that know, agenda. Bro. I told Isaac, I said, I think after, if we miss the playoffs, I'm, I'm challenging AJ Preller on Twitter to play me one-on-one in basketball for the title of general general manager <laughs> of the San Diego Padres, all right? Hey, you know where he's at? He might could. He's, <laughs> he's nice. <laughs> That's all I've heard is he's nice. It's it's La Jolla, right? That's where he plays? I'd assume he's, probably, he's either A in La Jolla being Coronado, it's got to be one of those two. I feel like he has a spot that he has to go to, right? Yeah, for sure. Like he has one. I feel like he has one that he always goes to. Yeah, for sure. And maybe he's going to the club. Maybe he's going to boys and girls club too. Just, just balling out, yamming that could out. Be true too. He's either yeah. he, he's not at he's not with the Padres. He's either on the phone talking to some intern somewhere. Like, hey, dude, has this random guy looking AAA man uh-huh. as his team's getting fucking smoked in in a, against you know the Rockies or someone. Um, or he's at some softball game in Dominican Republic scouting like the next big thing, the next Ethan Salas or, or Juan So or Fernando or someone, or he is hooping. So that's what we know about the the man AJ Preller. But yeah, I think uh I think that's all I got, Isaac. Anything else you want to add before you dip out of here? I hope Chase has to chug there, Claire. I Last really word. hope so, man. Last words. I really hope so. And and Chase doesn't even know that we told everyone this. So now he has to if they make it, dude. <laughs> yeah. So, so, I mean, I, I already brought it up. So, yeah, I really hope it happens. Yeah. All right, guys. We see you all later. Have a great night. And uh, hopefully we get some, you know, we get these trade pros out there. But hopefully next time we stream and stuff, it's, it's more positive. I, that's all I want, man. I just want it to be more positive. Because at this pace, September is going to – our live streams are going to be more about the NFL season than they are in the Padres season just because we want to just chat about something. <laughs> so, yeah, guys, I think we'll, we'll see you all later. But have a great night, and go Padres, even though it's rough right now.